Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us, and God is in our truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet, from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Lorenzo Neal. Welcome to Zero Today. I'm your humble host, Dr. Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation, promoting a knowledge and empowering you, our listeners, to knowing and impacting the world around us. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey if you would like to do so. Uh, the primary way you can do so, if you can, don't feel like uh, anything else, you can call uh, the number 347-237-327-5230. That should be 347-237-5230. Make that correction real quick. And uh, following us on all our social media, we're live on all Facebook outlets um, on the Zero Network on Facebook. We are live on uh, my personal page on Facebook, and we're live on the Dr. Lorenzo Neal channel station um, on Facebook. Also, follow us um, where else? Where else? Wherever we can be found, just follow us there. That's what we say. <laughs> but anyway, not going to waste the time. Thank you so much for thinking to join us today as we talk about something very, very serious. As we're going to talk, and as quickly as we can, we're going to discuss the Chauvin, uh, Derek Chauvin trial verdict, and how does that really affect us as black folk? And what about the collective drama, trauma? Um, that's what I really want to say. The collective trauma that we are all experiencing and um, that we just can't seem to shake. That is part of the huh, overwhelming, overwhelming exposure that we've had to traumatic experiences as black people over the last uh, nearly a decade now. You know, it would be next year, next February, we'll mark the 10th anniversary of Trayvon Martin's uh, death. 
that triggered um, this new movement of what we're seeing that triggered the Black Lives Matter movement that has triggered all the other succinct, succinct movements. And, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about it. And the reason we're going to talk about it is because, well, I think it really needs to be addressed. And I'm not, I, you know, the, here, here's the other thing. The reality is, you know, we, we, we have a trial that just ended. We have a verdict that's uh, some people calling a victory. But we also have the death of a uh, 16-year-old girl, Micaiah. Bryant, I believe that's her name, as well as Dante Wright, as well as so many others. We can go through uh, the pantheon of names just within this week of homicides, both at the hands of law enforcement and the hands of other uh, blacks. So there's there's a lot that we have to we have to unpack, and that's what I want to do. And I, I welcome your thoughts. I welcome your insights into this this discussion um because like i said this is something i believe is we we're going to have to really really uh uh, uh i guess and we, we here, here here's my thing i think the judgment was the, not the judgment the verdict that the jury came out with was they charged him with all on all three charges, they, they uh, convicted him on all three charges, and he was in quite a number of his life, days of his life in prison, which is only right, it's only right. Um, and I know there are some of my uh, fellow broadcasters, YouTubers, and uh, pundits who are black and uh, a little bit more conservative leaning than I, um, who are saying the trial was unjust. And I, I couldn't see that, honestly. I can't see how you can say that I was unjust or the verdict was unjust. Now, I do, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I do believe that during, during the moment where after the Dante Wright incident, the jury, they were not sequestered, they were home and they had to intake all of that. In addition to the information that they were getting, you know, processing while they were serving as jurors. And I'm quite sure the media is going to bring some of those jurors out, put them on television, on camera to get their thoughts on why they uh, voted the way they voted to convict. Uh, that's, that's their method. You know, they got they got dragged this out. This is further traumatizing to the American psyche. And I do mean the American psyche. I'd like to know what you think about that. But for the most part, it is very much traumatizing, largely because of the fact that this seems to be a high point of a media-driven platform for whatever reason. Uh, uh, regarding regarding um, police-involved shooting. Let me check my... seems like everything is going right. I mean, let me check. I'm doing this live, and I haven't done this live in a minute, and sometimes I just got to make sure that all is well. 
and um, let me check audio, make sure I can hear and see all this is coming through. Uh, check, I got that right. Good. The, the thing about this whole engagement with Chauvin, with uh, right with the again many names of persons who have been involved in police involved. Um, I, I guess murder is a safe word. I really do think that's a safe word. All the parties who have been involved in this, the one thing that is consistent is the fact that the media is quick to paint a certain narrative. Whether the narrative is, and always, the narrative is always victim-centered. And I, I can't, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Victim-centered, if a person of crime is not highlighted, the victim of the crime is not highlighted, then the crime itself will not be taken seriously. But, um, you know, they have a way of portraying, particularly because it is a um, police, when it is police involved, they have the tendency to just play a narrative that forces you first and foremost to automatically assume that this victim had no no involvement whatsoever in their demise. And we, we come to discover um, with Trayvon Barton, with Michael Brown, uh, with the exception of several. There, there are so many exceptions also. But I'm, I'm lifting up a few that um, where resistance was part of uh, the uh, circumstances that led to the demise. Now, I, I'm saying that not to say that that probably would have happened if they had not resisted because we have incidents where people were in full compliance and still lost their lives uh, at the hands of law enforcement. So we can't use that singular argument who is not resist because that's not true. Uh, and the other thing is when other parts of media bring up the victim's criminal past, whether it's relevant or not, you know, we we don't know that this person spent uh, so much time in prison or had a criminal record and they were killed in the, by the hands of law enforcement. That's, that's irrelevant because unless they were killed in the action of committing a crime, that's a different thing. But talking about uh, in most recent cases, now most recent cases, these persons were not committing a crime, or if they were committing a crime, it was at very least uh, uh, would have been a misdemeanor offense. And in case of Micaiah Bryant, footage that we, that's been released to the public uh, today. I can footage. It's questionable, and there are always some. There are already people who are saying that the officer was justified, based on the footage that we see. That's questionable. We're not trained, you know. We're we're not trained to be able to determine whether 
the officer's quick thinking brought resolution or not. And that's part of the problem. When we when we see this, we're automatically thinking, man, maybe he could have or she could have or they could have. Because we're seeing this after the fact. We don't know what they're experiencing in that moment. And that's the challenge for us as the um, persons who are watching this. You know, we're the purveyors. We're the voyeur in a sense. And we're not really able to see as the scene. But anyway, that action that caused, led to the death of this young girl, we, we see in midstream that she was going to be, or at least it appeared that she was going to be bringing harm to someone else. And in the case of George Floyd, all the evidence and witness testimony, uh, the only harm he was bringing was to himself, having uh that he had inside of his body that may have contributed. I, I don't know. I didn't listen to all the testimony. I, you know, I didn't want to be traumatized by it. That may have contributed to his death. Do know is that this is now shedding the national light on policing. We know policing is localized. It's not national, and I don't think it should ever be federalized, nationalized. But there, there should be, and there are, as far as I'm aware, there are federal guidelines, standards, excuse me, that are daily being rolled out and implemented. You know, not on a large scale, but in many police districts, small and large, there are a lot of things that are being implemented to ensure things like this don't happen. But again, you know, it's still, even with all of the training these officers get, de-escalation training, all of this, even with community policing, getting involved, and here in the city of Jackson, we have community policing, even with all that, that does not negate, that does not stop, that does not end any of this. It's going to happen. And that's the sad thing, I, I think, that we're learning in this day and age. It, it, I'm, I'm glad that the jury did what they did. I think it is uh, it, it's a good thing. I, I really do. I think it's a good thing. And I think it's going to be um, beneficial. Now, it's not a precedent. I don't think it'll be a precedent in any way. I, I don't believe that this is going to be something that shifts policing across the, the country. But what I do believe it was it was certainly cause um, uh, local police to be more engaging on how they deescalate, how they train officers, how they invest, or how they get their municipalities to invest in body cams and other other things that will help when it comes to officer safety, as well as uh, the the safety of those that they are called to serve and protect. 
or that they uh, paid. I won't I, I I won't say called, but they are certainly paid to serve and protect. And th- that is just something that we just have to be uh, aware of. I'm making sure this audio is working here. Uh, I hear it, but I'm not sure if I'm hearing it through. Uh... Well, anyway, let me, let me move on. So, I, I like to I like to have a dialogue with whoever's listening with me. <laughs> All four of you. <laughs> I I like to have a dialogue. I and because I'm processing this. I'm just be honest with you. I'm processing this. I'm processing this as best I know how because um I don't know what else to do. You know, I, I don't I don't I don't know what else to to do. Hold on here. So I, I was watching and listening to several sources. Um, through YouTube and some some other articles that I was reading. And I try not to show any bias when it comes to policing because I, I my brother, my baby brother is a police officer in our hometown. I love the fact that he does all he can to protect fellow brothers and sisters because most of them he has to take down look like him. Not in the really sense, but you know. <laughs> and he puts his life on the line daily, and I pray for him daily because I know it's a high-risk job, and he, he's had challenges regarding his job and, and it's something he wrestles with but I'm proud that he he's able to do a job integrity with integrity but you know he's one of hundreds of thousands of officers who do that and you know, you go through the academy after six months, average training for a police academy. And to know that they have to go through that training and come out and most of what they learned can be only limitedly, limitedly applied in the field. By the limited, you know, you got to be quick to think and adding in that. And as we saw in the video, uh, uh, the young lady's death in Columbus, Ohio yesterday, the officer reacted very quickly. And whether it was justified or not, that has yet to be determined. But what we do know and what we can say is that it has now raised these these last three incidents with uh, Deontay Wright the 16, uh, 16-year-old young girl, Columbus, and 
the 13-year-old boy in the Chicago area. All of helped raise the attention of a need for police reform. Not only is there a need for police reform, but, well, let me put it this way, policing reform, but also raises the awareness of the need for the entire reform of our criminal justice system. And you don't have to be, you know, all out, you know, like the documentary of the 15th, you know, if you saw that documentary uh, by, I believe it was by Ava DuVernay, uh, if I said her name wrong, please forgive me. Uh, but that documentary that discusses how uh, since the demise of slavery, there have been um, intentional uh, intentional means bringing black men into slavery. You know, through the justice system, and we we know of of true here in Mississippi. We're wrestling with that because we know in the 1905 constitutional, when the 1895 constitution, I believe it was, where they instigated this and intentionally legislated and made it law, certain elements that are still in in play today that have disenfranchised black men, and they've done so intentionally. Why those persons did it, we don't know. We weren't there. But we know some of those persons' ancestors are trying to right the wrong here in the state of Mississippi uh, regarding criminal justice reform and policing reform. Now, that's the flip side to this whole Chauvin thing that I want to address. The verdict for Chauvin is... It's good because, you know, we've seen for the last several years, one after one after one after one, officer who was involved in the death, whether intentional or unintentional, we had uh, of, of someone, when they go to trial, when they are tried, they are acquitted. Now, we can go all the way back to good old those men, you know, caught on camera doing very dangerous acts of violence against another human. And a jury of their peers, it's how it fit for them to be, you know, found uh, not guilty or whatever. And we have yet to recover from that. We're still reeling from that. And I, I coined a phrase, well, I won't know if I coined a phrase, but in 2018, I did a talk with uh, a local I did a talk uh, with with um, a local NAACP where where um, I'm sorry, let me respond to this real quick. This is live, y'all. So, and, and again, if you're if you're listening, and you want to get on, uh, just call the number four seven two three seven five two zero. 
and um, I'll get you on. So let me get this brother on. Let me see if I can. Reverend Doctor. Hold, hold on. Let let me do something here. Send me your email, and I'm going to send you the link so you can come on live because you're calling into the the audio, but I want to get you on video and audio if, if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, that's fine. I'll send you, I'll send you my email. All right. Because I know you got plenty to say. All right, so uh, he's going to call call back, and I'm going to have him on the stream with me. Uh, give me just a second, folks. Anyway. Well, while this is, while we're doing that, um, I, I I would love to hear your thoughts, and if you want, what I what I want you to do, if you want to get on the air, um, for the live. What you have to do is you you have to send me your email and I will get you the link to get online with me or however that works. Give me just a second while... I do this. All right. Now, back to the back to the subject at hand. And the brother that I'm about to bring on is not only a fellow clergy person, but he's also uh a wonderful Social social justice engaged individual, and um, I want to make sure that he is on here. Okay. This is harder than I thought. <laughs> but as soon as he gets here, we're going to bring him on. There we is. Okay. Hold on, brother. Let me figure something out.
I almost got you, brother. Just hold on. Okay. Okay. I got two devices. See if I do this. All right. Can you hear me? Okay, there you go. All right, all right. I'm good, my brother. It's so good to see you. Uh, Yeah, hold on. Uh, I think I lost us. Can you hear? Okay. Hello? I'm doing my show. I'm going to call you right back. Test, 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 test. All right. I'm so sorry about that. Had some technical difficulties. I don't know exactly what I was doing. <laughs> and thus the technical difficulty. Um, so hopefully Reverend Wright will call back in and um, we can get him back and get the discussion back. Um Let me send him that link again. And sorry about that. Okay, so we're back in the game here. Back in the game. All right. Gonna wait for my brother to get back on here, and I apologize. Um, he should get that link and should be back on in just a moment. But anyway, this is Zero Today Radio Show. Dr. Lorenzo Neal, which one is live? Um, 
and uh, technical challenges. I'm learning, y'all. Eventually, I'll find somebody to um, help me with production, and um, we can make it work a whole lot better. There we go. There you are. All right. I think we got you together. We got you together. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things, that's one of the issues that I, not only do you have a problem with it, I have a problem with it, because we know firsthand 2015, young white male walking through black church, shooting and kills nine people, is handcuffed, and taken to Burger King to eat, and, you know, sympathetic, of course, you know, and then narrative with that also shifted to say, well, he had black friends, so he really wasn't racist. But in all other instances that we see there is police involved in whites, most times they're unfaithful. You know, the, unfortunately, the, uh, the incident with the young man in Atlanta, non-fatal, versus the young man um what was he uh was he arabic or he was middle eastern he was definitely is muslim that was fatal because they said that he was looking for that type of ending same with the um fedex shooting in indianapolis he was looking these those individuals were looking to have suicide so they were intentional in, in their efforts. But when it comes to ordinary, seemingly ordinary encounters with uh, black, I'm not saying people of color. I'm speaking specifically black, black men and, and black women, they have not ended uh, triumphantly, if we would like to say. They have a, a great deal of them. And it, it, though statistically, they we would say that would be insignificant statistically but it's not the insignificance that we should really be concerned about this shouldn't be practicing this shouldn't be happening at all
And, and, you know, to push back just a little bit on, on you know, the, the idea of being targeted, I, I completely I, I agree that there, there it, it does come across that way. And, unfortunately, those persons who are more right-leaning, um, they just don't want to see it that way. It's just all blue lives matter, back to blue, and apparently this person could have done more to prevent their lives from being taken. And they're stuck in that narrative cycle, and unfortunately, um, it, it's it's not helping. It's not helping at all. And I've been, <laughs> you know, I'm one of those kids that has, when I was in high school and even in college, and I shared this story before. I've been pulled over, stopped by police, walking home from school. I've been pulled over driving while black with no reason whatsoever, and as if they were looking for something. And I had an incident where the police officer was literally about to arrest me because of my dog. The windows were down. It was a hot summer day. Still had windows down, water in the car, but he thought, he saw that as mistreatment. He was going to arrest me, and he was getting a little assertive and aggressive. And I was like, come on now. It's just a dog. Not just a dog, but, you know, he was willing to arrest me over that. Came in aggressive, even though I never raised my voice or anything like that. That was the case. And so I know from from experience, we as black men, we do have to be more on guard when we encounter law enforcement, whether it's black or white. Whether it's a black officer or a white officer, we still have that same we have that same um trauma, we have that same anxiety. If a police car is behind me, I'm still I get I get anxious. It doesn't matter whether I'm doing anything wrong or well, I'm not doing anything wrong. But it is what it is. But you mentioned something, you know, Fox News I just I like them for for fun commentary. It makes me laugh. But um, Cuomo, uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, whatever Cuomo on CNN mentioned something that has gotten him some backlash, said that in order for this to be taken seriously, white kids be killed by police. And I hate that he said that, but that's just the reality of it and to some degree. For this to be taken seriously, it has to the white people have to be impacted by it. And I don't know. You still with me, brother? 
Okay, I guess he's gone. Well, but uh, thank you, uh, Pastor Williams. That's Pastor Maurice uh, Williams, who's the pastor of St. John African Methodist Episcopal Church in Huntsville, Alabama. Doing a wonderful job there. And um, uh, thank you, guys. Thank you for thinking of robbery. Again, if you guys would like to make uh, comments, you can um, leave your comments. You can leave comments and um, on wherever you're watching the stream, you can leave comments. Or send me your email if you like to be on camera. If you're comfortable being on camera, you can send me your email and uh, we will have you on. I'm going to be just a few more minutes. Uh, but I wanted I wanted to deal with this from a psychological perspective, the idea of trauma. As I just said, people don't realize the trauma black men go through when we see other black men experiencing what they're experiencing. Uh, it's traumatizing to us to see. It was traumatizing to me to see what happened to George Floyd last year. I couldn't erase that out of my I, um, imagery for a number of days to know that uh, that was preventable to know that those were law abiding citizens even though what he had in his system may have made him be erratic or whatever it's still a human and to know that there were other officers who were watching and allowed this to happen for nearly nine minutes it's just it traumatized me, and I, I I I felt the collective trauma from from all of those else I interacted with, black, white, Hispanic, all the persons that I interacted with after that incident. I felt their trauma to know that that could happen in America, America, <laughs> and. To know that black men, especially black young men, have trauma that is not being addressed properly, and they're carrying out acts of violence against each other, and the only time they get recognized for their death, if it's, it's at the hand of a white officer, that 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 is that's not a good thing. And to know that now a lot of young black men fear. We see instances over and over where they're beginning to, to document, you know, counter with law enforcement, and they try not to be negatively engaged, but they end up negatively engaging with officers. And we saw this incident, and it's not even with officers, just white people in general in some cases. You know, we saw this incident about a week ago where this this white couple were harassing a young black man walking the street in his own neighborhood and because they did not recognize him and he did not want to provide his personal information, you know, it, it just turned ugly. And this this big white man was trying to prove that he's a big white man. It, it shouldn't be. Anyway, um I don't see any comments. I don't I don't really know how this show is gonna turn out. <laughs> trying this in this new format um i i'm really hoping that you know we'll 
yeah, as y'all can tell, I, I'm still kind of adjusting and had that lot of dead air for those of you who are listening to the broadcast by way of Block Talk Radio. Um, you, you heard the dead air is because, you know, doing all this stuff, trying to integrate other things in here. I told you I was going to be doing that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But uh, I'm going to close out. But if you do have any conversation, if you do like to have dialogue, if you want to share your thoughts, uh, uh, you can – Hit me up. I I'd love to have a conversation with you. If you want to email me, you can hear you see it there on the screen, Pastor Lorenzo Neal at gmail dot com or on Facebook. Um wherever you're watching this on Facebook. If you're on the Zero Network on Facebook, uh you can leave a comment there. We'll try to dialogue. If you're on my personal Facebook page, we'll try to dialogue with you. Also, um we're gonna keep working with this particular format and see how how it goes. But anyway, before I get off here and uh, get ready for some other things I have to do. I, I I want to – I have a major announcement that will be coming out shortly, and I'll be sharing that with you, uh, all of my audience. I want to invite you to support me. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Lorenzo T. Neal and become a patron. Uh, whatever you do to support me, I greatly appreciate it. Also – if you have not gotten any of my books, go to my website, LorenzoTNeal.com, order a copy of my books, either A Breach of the Family or Reflection for the Apostles. We have some more that will be coming out hopefully later this year, and uh, we'll let you know about that. But um, we appreciate all of your support. We are grateful that you have thought in our robbery to share this moment with us. And just you know, do all you can to encourage us. I, I really do need the encouragement, especially as I'm venturing off into this new, uh, these new platforms that I'm trying to adjust. And if you want to help me, you can help me. I welcome it. I, I welcome all the coaching, all the strategic things that I need to do to make this better. I appreciate it so much. But anyway, until next week, um, I'm going to get off this, get off this air and, um, Next week, hopefully, we'll be back. We'll be ready, and we'll have a better handle on all of this new stuff we we're trying to do. So until then, it's Dr. Lorenzo O'Neill. Thank you so much for thinking of our robbery to join with us today. And uh, like I said, if you want to be a patron, simply go out, go to patreon.com, support us. We appreciate it. If you would like to um, follow us, follow us on all our social media on Facebook, we are on the Zero Network on Facebook and Dr. Lorenzo Neal on Facebook and on YouTube. So we appreciate you following us and supporting us. We thank you so much, and uh, we're going to close out this show. Thank you so much.